Good morning, everyone, or whatever time you're listening to us. Welcome to We Could Talk About This All Day Long. I am here with my friend Kathy, Hey, and we, everybody. we are so excited to be back with another episode. We have been talking already about this all day long, days long, about radical acceptance, and I'm really excited to dive into that topic with you. I am too. And I just have to take a moment and say I'm having a surreal moment looking at you on a screen because if any of you caught our update yesterday, Lauren is rocking herself through COVID. I'm not saying anything Lauren hasn't shared. And so we're through the powers of Zoom, we're able to still tape an episode. And I'm just having a surreal moment looking at you when we're usually right next to each other. That's so true. thankful for Zoom and that we can be here with everybody. Yes. And thank you everyone who commented or sent me messages after our little promo reel yesterday. I am feeling a lot better. Um, and yes, thank you, technology. Yeah. And thank you for showing up with COVID. Oh, yeah. Really? So. Lauren, yeah, you. we have been talking about this for days long, and I think it's you, Lauren, that had the idea to make this an episode today for episode number seven, and I'm super excited, and I'm a believer that things show up perhaps when they're supposed to, but now like this whole theme of acceptance, radical acceptance, which for me then there are tangents to so many other deep waters that relate to it that it's just, I find myself buzzing a bit. And that's a real big sign for me also to slow down and be slow with it as well, because I tend to get really excited and then want to do something with what I'm learning. And right now my journey is to slow down and be with it. So I thought it would be interesting for me and you and all of you listening to first kind of look at, well, what do Lauren and I understand about radical acceptance for ourselves? And so I want to start by asking Lauren, what does it mean for you? I mean, we can certainly look up definitions, but just in your own path and study, what does it mean to you? Yeah, I think so. I first came across radical acceptance or that notion on the Cure for Chronic Pain podcast, which I would highly recommend if you're into topics like these. Um, and I can, I'll go, I'll circle back to this, just kind of a chronic pain journey and that kind of thing. Um, but for me, radical acceptance is acknowledging and accepting exactly who you are and where you are in that current moment whether you like it or not because you might want to change something about your circumstances or yourself um, but you have to start from where you are and you have to be okay with where you are um, I don't even know if you have to be okay with it but you have to just know that it is what it is and move forward from there however that looks for you um but it's not comfortable always and so i think that's where the radical piece comes in i feel like people talk a lot about accepting yourself and accepting each other 
But that radical acceptance part is accepting even the things that you don't want to. Would you be willing to share just sort of, I know this is, this can be raw, very personable, personal rather. And it's why we're here because I think even this is radical, practicing radical acceptance of putting ourselves out here in a place we want to be. And it's quite vulnerable and scary at times because we don't know everything that we're doing. And yet this floating feels so resonating and heart filling. So I just wonder, I'm I'm owning that I'm putting you on the spot, but we've also been chewing on it. Um, if you can just share, it doesn't have to be a literal example, but just what it is for you to be in this place of acceptance. Yeah. Um, and no worries. Everything we do is just a conversation. Um, for me, I think it it really resonated with me with my depression, which I talked about last episode. Um, because when I was feeling good, I would panic and I would want to hold on to that so tightly. And I was so scared that it would go away. And then if I had not even a bad depression day, but just a bad day or I was in a bad mood, I would panic again and think, oh, no, I'm going to spiral down into this dark place. And after listening to and reading more about radical acceptance, I just kind of realized this is part of who I am, these ebbs and flows. And it it doesn't help to panic, number one. And when I realized you are going to have bad days and you are going to have days where you feel great, you just have to accept those moments as they are. And none of them are permanent. Um, I think that was always my fear. And obviously it still is a little bit of just like, I'm going to be stuck in this dark place. And so just accepting where I am, not easy. I don't always do it. (laughs) But when I'm there, it just, it gives me a little bit of relief, I think, of just being like, this is where I am right now. It sucks. I don't like it. I don't want to be stuck here, but it is where I am. And it gives, it does, it gives me a little bit of relief, I think. And then when I get out of it because I always do um accepting where I am when I'm feeling great and saying okay this is where I am I don't need to be anxious about losing it just be where you are right now and it's not easy and I'm constantly dealing with that but that to me um has helped me a lot radical acceptance I want to later if we remember to circle back to this I want to remember uh, to ask you, and, and then I'm happy to share, and maybe it'll come up in my share, but what does it look like when we aren't practicing acceptance? In other words, I want to flee this place I don't like, this place I hate, this place that feels 
horrid, this place that feels lonely. And so we can circle back to that if there's time or we'll pick it up again. I'm really fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. Um, this There's just so much juxtaposition in here, but thank you so much for sharing. It's really helpful because what I hear from what you're speaking to is riding the waves of what is and a day can feel difficult and hard and sad and sorrowful and lonely. And you say to yourself, what I'm hearing from you is it just is. Yeah, it just is. And to, I shared, I think last week, rivers hold a, they're just a spirit place for me. And I'm not a kayak or a whitewater soloist or anything. Uh, I love being by a river and I'll get in and swim sometimes in a river. The idea of being in flow. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hear in acceptance as well as I'm writing this and I'll pop out, I'll pop up and I'll pop into a place of joy. And I can't hold on to that either. Exactly. And the fluidity of that, I find helpful. Yes. Yes, exactly. The impermanence of everything feels helpful in a very ironic way. Exactly. Yes. So I'm curious, what does radical acceptance mean to you or look like in your life, Kathy? Yeah, thanks. I've been really chewing on this one. I almost said holding, but I'm like, no, I don't really want to hold it. So it means being with, accepting, right where I am, fear, loneliness, sadness, joy, and all, the hardness of it. It means being with it. And for me, I guess I'll bring it up, what I was going to ask you later is not, I'll look for the escape hatch, believe me, and I'll share what my escape hatch looks like. And right now, talking to myself aloud stay with it, sister. That's what I say. And I say, stay with it, sister. And it's hard and it hurts. And I'll have days where I feel so high empowered that I'm staying with it, that I'm like, whoo, here I am. I've done it. No, I haven't (laughs) done it. It's a moment. Yes. You've never done it. No, I was just going to say, there's no done it. It's a journey. It's constant fluidity. It's the rising tides, it's the waves, you know, standing by an ocean. Or for those, you know, I'm not a surfer again physically, but surfing is a real visual for me of riding those waves. Yeah. And falling and crashing and getting up again. It isn't stagnant. It isn't done. And so radical acceptance for me is this invitation to except what you said, this is where I am. This is who I am right now. This is what I am experiencing, feeling, experiencing in sensation. And I have used words out loud. I hate this. And yet allowing myself to stay with it, to stick to it. And 
I wrote about the other day on uh, one of our Insta posts about this metaphor of climbing. And I just used to enjoy going to local bouldering gym. And I was terrified every time, Mm -hmm. unless I really knew this mellow climb and I knew I'd do it. I was terrified every time. And I've learned as well that radical acceptance is also about accepting fear that's showing up and further to step into it and face it. And facing it doesn't mean I have to get to the top of a route or do it beautifully and gracefully or finish it. Facing it could be, I'm going up a couple holds. Looking back, I never allowed that of myself. It wasn't ever good enough. And so I wasn't in the moment. I was fleeing fear, so scared to fall, fail, judge myself that I wasn't in the moment. I was nowhere near acceptance. I had fled living in anxiety. And the other night I happened to, I read something about a a show on climbing and I said, yeah, I thought, yeah, like I want to check this out. And it's a competitive show, but it's incredibly supportive. So they're contestants in climbs, big, big, big climbs. And it's not vicious. It's so beautiful and vulnerable of these climbers who are not professionals. They are skilled. Sharing their vulnerability around fear. And so it got me really thinking, what is it to accept fear and be with that in the moment to say, hey, I'm scared and I'm going to step into it and put some effort in and go for it. Literal fear. And also I'm talking fear that comes up in these hard moments. Yes. And even in the great moments of joy where you described days where they're full of joy, you were filled with anxiety and fear that this isn't going to last. And I just want to say that this, when I shot back to the memories, what came to me, and I ended up journaling a lot and then writing on our Insta is holding on so tightly is not accepting. It's not acceptance. It's not radical acceptance. It's not being with. I... And in these last couple months, I am now seeing, oh, I have been holding on and and there are days I still am so tightly to something that was, to days where I had my beautiful animal babies, where my mom was here, where I was in this relationship. Those days, holding on so tightly and it's not doing anything for me. And rather to ease up on that tight hold and simply be with whatever's coming up, like in that river, to be with what I'm experiencing, nights where I feel really lonely sometimes and calling myself out, you've got it, sister, you stay with it, Yeah, is how I see radical acceptance. I love that. And I love the talking out loud to yourself. I think we talked about this a little bit last time too. Um, This is also reminding me of a visual that my therapist brought up one time. She said, 
you have just been white knuckling it through life. <laughs> and that is reminding me now um, of this whole holding on so tightly that, of course, that's not radical acceptance. And even if you're holding on tightly to something that is, you know, quote unquote, good, it's not. It's not. You have to, yeah, ride the waves and go with the ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, and I, oh, go ahead, please. Oh, no, you go. That's the thing visually here looking on Zoom. You never know when someone's going to speak, but um, you you let me know if I if you want to pop in there. Yeah, it was just I, that visual is really helpful. And I I guess I'll go ahead and talk about that escape hatch where I'll look for places to get out of this place that can feel dark or and it, it's like you described the joy or how I can hold on to that, which I still see as an escape route. Mm-hmm. And I was with my therapist the other day who I was processing and I was saying, I feel really good right now that I don't have stuff to cover me up right now. When I had COVID, I lost the taste for alcohol and I wasn't a big abuser of alcohol at all. How And I do enjoy it. I just haven't felt like it. And I think, and I'm not anti it. Right. It's just right now I haven't felt like it. And I think that came at a beautiful time of, uh, I'm not going to cover up with that or go on an online shopping spree <laughs> or, although I have treated myself to a few things or, <laughs> or whatever else. And my who I think is a brilliant therapist at the very end said, you know what I'm curious about? And she wasn't even saying it as definitive just to ask me is I wonder if the living in your mind, analyzing stories that Mm. you think about are in a sense, their own cover. And I thought, and then see, I get excited by having something to chew on, which is an (laughs) escape hatch for me. Oh my gosh, that was a major aha. Yeah, I do that. I start chewing and analyzing, retelling stories of what was that are not factual. Stories are made up in my mind. And that is an escape hatch for me. It is going to analyzing, figuring it out. A dear friend of mine who, Anna, I'm going to call you out, uh, just sent me this incredible gift of the book, when things fall apart by Pima children and I can't put it down. And it has me thinking a lot about escape hatches and she being a wonderful friend said, you know, what I see in you is you look to strategize your way out. Mm -hmm. She said it more eloquently, but that's what I got is fixing, repairing, strategizing. Pima children says concretizing making it concrete so I can get it. Yes. That's not acceptance and it's not being with, and I'm not going to punish myself for it. It's just a noticing, oh, I'm doing that thing. And so what she offered, if this helps anybody, Hmm. it helps me, is when I notice my escape patch, which is analyzing, other people have others, is to stop in that moment, take a deep breath, and simply make a sound. Could be lion's breath in yoga or a big sigh. I've been doing it all week. 
on my bicycle, in the shower, at night before I go to sleep, baking bread, before I go into a meeting, just if I have things rumbling around that don't feel clear and I don't, I'm like, oh, you're going to go to analyzing. No, I still do. And I'm holding this stop sign up. Wait a minute, breathe and be in my body rather than trapped in my mind. My escape hatch is climbing up into the attic of my mind and analyzing. Yes, I can relate to that too. Um, And it reminds me of the podcast episode we did about feeling your feelings. Oh, yeah. We we don't want to constantly be thinking our feelings or thinking that that is feeling our feelings, right? Um, And just get in that loop of storytelling, but rather feel them in our body. Um, but yes, the stories. And that reminds me also of the Brene Brown thing of the stories we tell ourselves, because like you said, they're not factual. You just climb up there and you start spinning and making up all of these things that could have happened or, you know, this person must have been thinking this way. And it is kind of addicting. It is addicting. It's addictive behavior. It's you know, and I get, I, one of my, um, I guess you'd say shadow side or the flip side <laughs> is I can be righteous when I'm in a defensive mm. place. And when I, I allow it, I allow righteousness that I think I know mm-hmm. I get it. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. And how just in this moment, I'm not saying again, this isn't done. I don't have anything. But in this moment, I think how freeing that is to say, no, I don't know anything. Yes. I just know this moment with you right now. Exactly. Yes. One of the things that I've been doing lately um, is a journal practice where I get out all of those um, spiraling thoughts. And so I know logically that they might not be factual or anything like that. And I will just open a Google Doc and type out the most ridiculous things. It could be me literally yelling through the keyboard at someone or whatever stories I'm making up in my mind. I just get it all out and then I delete it completely. Yeah, It's done and then I don't feel myself holding on to it anymore. And, yeah, that, I, and when I see it, I, d- I don't always reread it, but just getting it out, I can kind of see the the fallacies in it, I guess. And I'm able, not all the time, but a lot of the time to let it go then. Let it That's go. been really helpful for me lately. Yeah, I've been journaling a lot too. And I always aspired to be one of those people that had like volumes of journals. Oh. And I'm not, not <laughs> no. me. I, I own some beautiful journals and they have like a couple pages filled out in them. And, um, but I've actually been just using my a Google doc for it. And there, and what's happening is I just jump on in a similar vein to you. And when I'm having a thought about something or an aha moment or a big feeling, Big feelings I definitely express out loud Mm because it just feels healthy to me to not lock them in. And there are words that go with them too. And so similar to you, 
I just open my journal online and I mean, it's not online for the public, it's for me, (laughs) but, but, and write, and I haven't reread it either. None of it. And there's pages and pages and pages, and I haven't reread it. I'll start and I, and I'll notice myself. Oh, you're trying to figure something out. Nope. And I'll just literally, nope. Yeah. Writing this right now. And then I'll put the computer down and feel the energy and do, like I said, that breath and, ah, you know, mm-hmm. sigh of whatever it sounds like. And man, you know, when I do that, I feel it in my body and it helps me to to be in that space. I almost use the word grounded. Mm-hmm. And I was reading and things fall apart this morning that in this space, when things fall apart, difficult space, sticking with it, facing it, facing the fear, riding it, not looking for escape hatches can feel ground less. And I read that sentence. It, It was articulated in a very beautiful way, but I'm just retelling it. I always equivalent grounded to good. Yes. Grounded. I'm down, man. I I've got myself together. No, it's, it's sure it can be, but we're not always grounded. And right now I'm floating and I, and there's a freeing feeling about floating and not knowing anything. Yes. And that makes me feel really alive. And, and I have to watch out again for my escape hatches of trying to figure that out. No, there's nothing to figure out. It's just to be in this space. And like you, I go back to you, the moments of joy. Oh, I got to hold on. I never want this to change. Yes. Versus easing up, releasing. It's just right now. Yeah. And groundlessness is scary and I feel lost at times and then again that's when I'm just like write it out sister write it out be in your body because the body is where I connect yes and even when I'm journaling sometimes I will write like I am feeling this in my chest or like I will literally write out the words of what I'm feeling in my body but I'm realizing right now um, like literally right now, speaking of being in the moment, <laughs> is that I am do I have been doing this this week that I've been sick with COVID. Um, I've had to take the week off of work, and so that can be dangerous. Um, <laughs> with tell me how how being alone with your thoughts because my husband uh, fortunately didn't get COVID, so he's been going to work every day. And I was having these thoughts about, so I'm already feeling some discomfort with my work, right? With teaching, we've talked about that and how I'm currently in grad school to, um, you know, go into social work and maybe counseling. And a few times this week, I just had these overwhelming feelings of, you need to leave right now. You need to leave teaching right now. (laughs) And I 
I would go down the rabbit hole a little bit and then I was like Lauren you are you are leaving teaching you're in the process it's just a longer process my program is three years um and you don't need to just up and do something completely random because you're feeling discomfort in this time of your life right now um just stay stay where you are keep going with your program you're really liking it and see where that leads but you don't and we've talked about this and I mean I do feel like most of my life has been just kind of jumping from one thing to the next and not just staying put um so yes I'm just realizing that right now (laughs) but that's what that was and so I through also tarot my tarot deck helped me out too of just stay stick with it and see where it goes that so what was happening when I was listening to you is I was getting that buzzing feeling again because you said a word that I've been um that's been floating through which is discomfort Mm. and you know how often do we seek out discomfort not so often very rarely. And there is physical discomfort, like climbing shoes are really small, you know, Mm. or, oh, my ski boots, man, they are tight, you know, Mm. or uh, I ate too much, or whatever it might be, or I'm cold, I'm cold, I'm too hot. And then there's this emotional discomfort. And I think you just described that beautifully and not looking for the escape hatch rather to stay. So like today, I'm just going to say it. I have anxiety right now. So that's it. When I read and things fall apart is like, okay, step into it, lean into it. Something's showing up for me that I'm uncomfortable with. And what it is, is I, today it has been my goal. I woke up this morning. I'm like, you're going back to the climbing gym. Mm. I haven't been there since October of 2021 when I hurt myself and it took months to heal. I had, I pulled on my shoulder uh, at my age, everyone has rotator, rotator cuff tear. So that, that part wasn't so serious, but I ended up with what we call frozen shoulder and by the willingness to step into that and my incredible incredible friend who is a physical therapist who I went to professionally. And then um, really she has become dear to me. I healed after many, many months so I can lift my arm fully now. And you talked earlier of panic and there is panic in me of the physical hurt again. There's panic right now. I mean, I am sharing what's going on right now of facing this gym alone, going in there. You know, I don't have a membership right now, so it's going to be more crowded. And you see, I'm talking about future. I don't know. I'm making up a story right now that I just want to be raw and share like what's happening in the moment. I have, you talked about sensations. I have butterflies in my belly. It, the climbing route, I'm not so worried about because I haven't gone in so long. And my PT's like, baby, 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 gentle, gentle. So I'm like, 
cool. You know, I can do a couple holds and work out on equipment, whatever. The discomfort right now is like facing something that scares me emotionally and yes, physically. And the anxiousness is about what I don't even know. Mm. And I can't control it. And so I just, again, I'm saying stick with it, stick, even stick with the anxiety. And I'm not going to look for an escape hatch. Today, all I have to do is ride my bike there and go in the door and sign up. That's all I have to do. And I have to, because I want to. (laughs) And, and so the discomfort, when you talked about that, the other thing I want to say is I have lived so very often in doing what you thought about doing, which was, I'm going to quit now. <laughs> yes. No yeah, plan. I've done that. I've done that. I did that with the job before the job I have right now, where th- there was a lot of challenge and um, unsteadiness and so on at the institution. And I just knew the day it was time to dock my boat. And if I hadn't, I probably would have been laid off just because of circumstance. And I I literally left work, went to lunch at the co-op, was working on work and thought, I'm done. And it came over me. And you had the wherewithal to be like, Lauren, not now. You've got a three-year program. I did not. I I well, I slept on it overnight. I talked to my daughter about it and my friend Lauren and and her daughter. And I said, I just talked it out loud. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. Okay. I had no no plan, no job waiting in the wings, nothing. And so that vision of surfing was very strong for me. And what I tend to do is jump in, do that thing. And then a few days later, what did I just do? insert explicitives. (laughs) I don't know that word, but insert swear words, swear words, (laughs) Um, ISW, insert swear words. (laughs) And I have done it time and time again. I've trusted myself that I will land somewhere, but wow, what an exercise in floating and trying to make sense, meaning escape patch activating the escape hatch and being in it, the discomfort and learning from it, like, okay, maybe next time (laughs) sit with this before making a rash decision. I don't. And by the way, like I can regret certain decisions I've made and that's okay. Yes. I can't undo them. It's another wave to ride. Yeah. It's another wave to ride. And so I really love that you brought that up. So this is what I wanted to ask you because mm-hmm. I've now shared my escape hatch of overanalyzing and, oh, the quiet comfort of my mind where I figure every story out. Nah, yeah. get in my body. So I'd like to know, and to me, that's an addictive behavior when I look to go to my mind. So for you, if you're willing to share, which I think you are, what's your escape hatch? Oh, yeah. So I would say there's two main ones. One is the overthinking. Um, but the other one is doom scrolling on my phone for sure. So if I just kind of want to 
not think about anything or if things are getting overwhelming I just am on TikTok usually or some other social media and I can scroll for hours you know and you just said something this is why I love doing this um because it's this discovery in the moment and you were talking about you know your escape hatch and I thought another one for me I know my purpose on this earth or wherever we are is connection. I, Mm. I, I love to connect intimately with someone like in this podcast or my close circle. I also like to connect people to resources and to other people. I used to throw these new year's Eve parties where I'd end up washing dishes, like in my space. That's how I finally realized, Oh yeah, I'm an introvert. Yeah. (laughs) But I love that people came to my home and found connection with one another. Yes. And I was thinking about connection. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing for me. Okay. But I'm noticing of late, I really want to, you know, connect to feel better and to repair and to put things back together. And that is an escape hatch right now. Mm. And that is twisting my mind, but I have to, I am seeing it like that. It it doesn't mean I'm not going to connect at all. It just means, oh, I have to ride this out how with do you, myself. How do you know the difference? Between when you're connecting, connecting and connecting for escaping. Yeah. So connecting for escaping what I'm seeing, I know this is really out there and it's super personal to me right now. So there's only some like, you know, high details I'll share, but my signs for it are, oh, I want to connect because I think it'll make me feel better. I want to connect because I think I will find answers to my story Mm. and that's very different than connecting with my one of my sisters my not a blood sister but definitely a sister and skiing last Sunday that's connection because it's so resonating and we're skiing and it's physical and I'm connected to my body I'm connected to my sister and I'm not it's not being anti-connection I love it it's looking for connection as an elixir, a cover. That's it for me right now versus connection for nothing else, but simply to be. Yes. Okay. So I think that is another of my escape hatches. And a lot of times in the form of venting or complaining, not really gossiping but I feel like that can maybe go along with it but yeah those things that make yourself and your stories make sense or feel better yeah Yeah, oh sure because then you have company in it exactly you you have everyone's chiming I know can you (laughs) believe that I do it too yes oh yeah I don't know anyone who doesn't they're not making it the right thing but we're not present Exactly. And that doesn't mean we don't dialogue and figure things out with each other. Nothing we're saying is literal or finite. Like Lauren, when we were talking yesterday about this episode and you mentioned it in your share at the beginning is it doesn't feel good to be with what is sometimes it feels really, 
something I read in this Pima Children's book today is we're leaning and falling on sharp points. It's mm-hmm, it's yeah. difficult. It doesn't feel good. And connection makes me feel good. I yes. want it. The validation. Yes, I want it. And I have to just look in that moment. What's the purpose that you're seeking? And if I can't answer that question, maybe this is helpful too. So to see where I'm coming from, if it's not, if it's taking me away, it's an escape hatch, which I know. Yes. Then I know, yeah, that's not, it's not for right now. Another time, not for right now. And that is hard, 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 hard. And I, I'm just, the other thing is like, so landing on sharp points, and I'm not articulating exactly the way it's written, but that's the idea, the notion. And also I think of sticking to the wall, sticking mm-hmm. to it, sticking. And when you're ready to take a move, you make a move mm-hmm. that's can be equally hard, but we're sticking with it. And so, yeah, I, thank you, because that is an aha just in this moment of certain connection. And that connection, like any connection I want that I'm not allowing right now for myself is, it doesn't mean it's forever. It's just like where I am right now. No, 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 no. I got to do some more hard work here. I got to be with whatever's coming up here right now. Yeah, I used to judge this, by the way, as self-centered and self-involved to be so much in my space. It's not. No, I mean, who do we have? We have ourselves to say we are with ourselves every millisecond of every day. We have to take care of ourselves and focus on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I make up stories. You should be back together. And this is something I read today in this book that I love, which is we fall apart, we come together, we fall apart, we come together. Like we said earlier, nothing is done. We fall apart, we come together, we fall apart, we come together. That's all it is. It's a big that's all it is. But that's all we as soon as we end this podcast, we are going to do things that are not radically accepting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah like I'm struggling with I'm gonna get on my bike and go to the climbing gym right? yes yes I mean this morning so I think I've shared I've really gotten into sourdough bread breaking which I think is another I look for metaphors everywhere it's probably another escape hatch <laughs> but uh, but this really is of acceptance like oh man I didn't get enough spring in my loaf but it tastes flipping delicious acceptance Mm -hmm. oh I didn't know to hold the razor blade that way when I score I just learned that one this morning even though I've been told it I was like oh I would humbled myself and watched a video to understand what 45 degree (laughs) angle means holding a razor blade to a loaf of bread yes and today I really with the tips from uh, an Instagram friend I I really built a pretty, I always thought it was boule, it's bull or ball oh. in English. So really pretty and um, beautiful lines from the Banneton and 
which are the sort of ridges that go into the bread. And then I'm like, ready to score. It's too slight, you know, to cut design into it. And I saw this pretty design. I'm like, I've got it. You know, I visualized <laughs> it, came out nothing like my vision and, and I couldn't wipe it away. And I thought this is sticking with it. Mm-hmm. Make something of the way you cut it. Cause it's what is you're not going to, I would ruin the loaf. If I mean, as far as I know, I'd ruin the loaf to have slashes in it and try to put it back. So I was like, you're going to stick with it. You're going to put it in the oven and you're going to bake it. And you know what? It's a beautiful loaf. Whatever design it is, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it did. It did the thing. And if it didn't spring enough, so what? <laughs> Keep yes, learning. Exactly. That is what I'm doing with my word create <laughs> this year. That's my word. And one of my dear friends um, gave me a book that's like draw every day in every way or something. And every day there's like a little prompt and it's for you to draw and um, it gets you using different art materials and stuff. And that is that book has been very humbling (laughs) because I will draw something and I'm not, you know, somebody who has been drawing very much. And immediate reaction is just like this is terrible why am I doing this I don't want to do this tomorrow yeah and then it's like no there's no it doesn't matter you're just doing the thing to to do it because the actual process is enjoyable yeah and don't worry what the outcome looks like this doesn't matter at all another I mean I love that it's not about the outcome it's not about being done it's about sticking with it, being with it right now. And um, yeah, just so many ahas. And I know we've been talking about this for a while and I all really long. could all day long. I think like, could I write a book someday? No, I, I, I just am fascinated by this. And, you know, the other day I was told you and I wrote about it too is this juxtaposition though of listening to the voices of you can't draw or me you can't climb you shouldn't be going there little inner voices those small voices keeping us so limited and small yes and then listening to the big voices of draw Lauren draw Kathy keep baking go climb get on your bike go do it doesn't matter the outcome yes so I really don't want to leave this conversation but like we are talking about we can't hold on too tightly we can't hold on too tightly yeah this moment has come to be and so we wish you a wonderful well this is Saturday so if you listen today a wonderful Saturday or any moment you're in when you listen to this Thank you for being with us, for allowing us to be with you in this moment of we could talk about this all day long. Yes. And thank you always for your support, Lauren. Always. We appreciate you so much. And if you haven't already, if you feel called to subscribe or follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts um, and follow us on Instagram at Lauren and Kathy Talk. Thank you so much. And share your stories with us if Please. you're if you'd like to. We we it helps us um connection again. Yeah. Not but you know, where we're community connecting. 
Exactly. All right. All Take right. care, everyone. Bye, Kathy. Bye, Lauren. Thank you.